You are listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. That's me. Welcome to the show, my friend. We look forward every Tuesday and Thursday to showing up raw and real in your earbuds or car speakers, sharing business truths and life encouragement for you to thrive. And today is no different because we are chatting with the brilliant and sweet Danielle Weeb, all about how to strategically collaborate and partner with other entrepreneurs and businesses to scale your business. Now, Danielle is a mom, business strategist, podcast host, and the founder of Business Babes Collective, a global community for female entrepreneurs. With 10 plus years of entrepreneurial experience in multiple industries, Danielle now helps women create and scale profitable businesses without having to work around the clock. Can we get an amen? She does this through her signature business program, Action Takers Club, her mastermind, live events, and one-on-ones. She believes every woman has the ability to create big income and impact through entrepreneurship. Now, today we talked with Danielle all about building relationships, collaborations, and partnerships as one of the most powerful tools that you can use to accelerate and scale your business. We went deep into what collabs and partnerships are, how to format a pitch email, and how to get noticed by the person or brand you're trying to collaborate with. Danielle even covers things that you should be doing before you ever send a collaboration request that will set you up for years down the road. And if you're ready to learn how to network and collaborate in a way that will just grow your community and therefore your business, then grab a notebook and let's get started with today's show. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Danielle, welcome to the podcast, friend. We are so freaking pumped to have you on today. Well, I am so pumped to be here. Thank you, Lindsay and Evie, for having me. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, this will be so fun. I'm ready. Be a party. Okay. <laughs> All right. In getting started, are you down to just spill the tea? Tell our listeners like a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Danielle Weeb. I am a wife. I'm a mom of an almost one-year-old baby girl. Just crazy to say. Mm. Um, I am a podcaster, business strategist, community builder, and I am the founder of Business Babes Collective, which is an online and in-person community for female entrepreneurs. Uh, oh, you are in welcome company, my friend. <laughs> like, this is this is the place to be today. <laughs> I am so excited. Okay, Danielle, my first question for you, like, this is maybe an overarching question, but how did you get to where you are today? That that seems like, like really big, but like, if there was one big thing that you could point out to be like, Hey, this helped me grow my business. Like, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory just so you can kind of understand where I came from. And, and cause you know, you hear what people do and you're like, Oh, that's cool. But like how, or like what, yeah. like, how did that person get to there? So basically I always knew that I wanted to do something in the entrepreneurial space. Uh, I grew up with entrepreneurship in my family. Uh, my Opa moved from 
Europe to here and started a business. Uh, and so my, you know, my family has grown up with entrepreneurship. My, my dad took over that business. My mom had a business. My sister had a business in wedding planning when I grew up. So I would work for her. And so, you know, I always knew that I wanted to have something for myself and build something of my own, but I didn't really know what that looked like. And so while I was going to university, I went to school for business and marketing and I actually started just working for companies and doing like social media management and helping them with marketing. And so kind of just like getting my feet wet in that space. Uh, and then I started my first business with a business partner while I was still going to school. And oh my gosh, learned so much about <laughs> entrepreneurship. And I just, I, I don't know if anyone has felt this way, but I kind of felt like a fake entrepreneur. Like I'm like, I don't really feel like I belong in this space. And um, everything was so new to me. And so I learned so much. And then from there, I um, went into the network marketing space. I also did a lot of like contract work for different event planners. I also had like a million different jobs. And then um, I started to like really try to network and, and put myself out there, network with other people. And so as I was kind of like juggling all these different businesses and jobs and different things, I started going to these events, these networking events. And what I found is I felt like a fish out of water. I felt like it didn't really belong. A lot of the events that I was going to and all the ones I knew of at the time, you know, this is back in like 2013, 2014, there wasn't a ton for you know, female, young female entrepreneurs, and there wasn't a lot of resources I felt out there at the time. And so I'd go to these events and there'd be, you know, men there in like their forties and fifties. And I just felt so like, I don't belong here. (laughs) Not for me. And so, but I would meet, you know, these other women that were there and I'm like, beelining it to that one other woman in the room. And so we would talk (laughs) and, you know, connect and all of that. And then, so I thought like, Hey, there might be a lot of other people like me out there who really want that community for, you know, and for people that are like-minded and a place where people can come and connect and network and collaborate and all these things, ask questions without feeling, you know, dumb for asking questions. And so I ended up hosting these this little pop-up event and I invited all these people that I had met. Um, and so we hosted our first event. I think there was, I don't know, 10 people there or something. And I, um, connected with a catering company and, um, hosted it at this, you know, beautiful venue and everything like that. It was small, it was intimate, but it was really fun. And so then after that event, there was a couple of the women who were like, okay, well, like when's the next one? I was like, okay, uh, I guess I will host another one next month. And so literally that's how it started. Uh, never thought that that would be kind of the catalyst into launching the business that I now run. But basically that was the start. So I started, I don't know if anyone remembers, I'm pretty sure it's still like up and running and, um, but it's called meetup.com. So I started a meetup group and people started joining it and it just sort of snowballed from there. And then from there, like we ended up hosting these big events with panels and vendors and sponsors and all this stuff. And then that was in my local city here in Vancouver, Canada. And then sure enough, over the next, you know, two or three years, we launched in five different cities across North America. So we, 
you know, launched in Toronto. We launched in Seattle, San Diego, um, Victoria, which is here in BC as well. And yeah, that was just such a huge whirlwind. And then of course, as everyone knows, 2020 happened. So we had a huge pivot. Um, but yeah, basically that's kind of my journey and story trying to sum it up in like a very short thing, but I can never, I can never do that in like a very short. <laughs> it's always impossible to try to like tell your whole entrepreneurial journey. Cause there's always those twists and turns and like ups and downs. Like it's always a, a saga and it's like, how do I condense this to like two minutes? It's impossible. So I think you did amazing though. That was perfect. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So throughout that journey, then Danielle going like back to Lindsay's question, cause you had a lot like that. It sounds like there was so many different little, like, I don't want to call them rabbit trails, but it was like oh, your paths. Oh yeah. Like, 100%. <laughs> they looked, like they looked different. Like it was, it was like you were trying this and then this, which, which I feel like is a very common entrepreneurial like experience is like, we yeah. have that spirit in us and we're like, okay, I want to figure out what it is. And I'm sure that's resonating with a lot of listeners right now of it's like, yeah. okay, I, I want to start a business. I don't really know what that is. And then oftentimes like you just have to s- try and go for stuff and it can look different. Certain things don't work out and then something falls into your lap, kind of like the way it did for you. But going back to Lindsay's question, like, is there one big thing throughout all of your twists and turns and, you know, your process of getting to where you are today that you're like, this helped me grow my business. Like this got me to where I am today. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'll mention a couple of things. So I would say for me, surrounding myself with other people who have these like big, crazy dreams, just like I did, um, was really important for me because I have, I have always been kind of that like people pleaser sort of type person where I I care what other people think as much as I don't want to, I do. And so I needed to surround myself and put myself in scenarios where other people were dreaming just as big or maybe even bigger than I was so that I didn't feel like I didn't belong. And so for me, it was that was a big part of it. And then also kind of in tune with that is collaborating and connecting and working with other entrepreneurs as well. Because as we've grown and scaled, not only our community, but also, you know, the business ventures that I've done on my own, it has been like collaboration and connecting and working with other entrepreneurs has been so huge in Mm -hmm. in how I've been able to grow, grow our community and grow the business. And so I would say those two things have been the, the biggest for me. Okay. I love that you actually just mentioned both of those. Cause like I, we're going to obviously touch on partnerships and collaborations a little bit later in this episode, but I, this is an off the cuff, off the cuff question that I'm just like, Oh, yeah. I want to know this as you were surrounding yourself with like-minded people and community and just building that, like, y- it sounds like you were really good at building community from the start of like, Oh, I, I started this meetup and like, I got people to come and then we did it every month and, and things like that. How did you cultivate that community or cultivate a community that people wanted to be a part of, if that makes sense? Yeah. So for me, it was because I think, and I I think a lot of entrepreneurs are maybe similar in this is that like, I created something that I wanted to be a part of, if that makes sense. Because I wanted to feel like I always felt like I didn't belong. I always felt like I, you know, there wasn't a safe place for me to go to, to learn about entrepreneurship, to connect with other women, all of those things. And so for me, it's like, I wanted to create a place where everyone, no matter where they were at, no matter if they were, you know, 
10 years into entrepreneurship or they just wanted to start a business one day, that they would all feel equally welcome. And that it would also be a place where it was known that everyone coming to this event is wanting to connect and collaborate with other people. So it was a safe place. You could walk in the room and know that everyone else there is, you know, wanting to connect with you instead of feeling like you're walking into a room and there's all these little clicks, you know, happening and you feel awkward and left out. I don't know if anyone has experienced that walking into a room and just feeling like, I don't belong here. I don't know what's what. And so that's kind of, I don't know what I wanted for myself. And so I think that's what I tried to create for you know, these events that I was hosting. Mm. I resonate with that so much. I know Evie does too. (laughs) I think that's like one of the most powerful things too, is like, I think if anyone takes one thing away from the last like five minutes, Danielle, I just want to highlight what you just said of like, you created what you wanted to be a part of. You created something that you wanted. And I think that is like one of the most powerful key points. I don't know the right word that I'm trying to go for there, but one of the most powerful things that anyone can take away from this episode so far is like, if there is something that you're trying to create and try, like, look for what you're wanting, look for what you're seeing in the industry or whatever that is missing, and then create exactly what you have in mind. Cause guaranteed there are other people out there who are wanting that same thing. And I, I love Danielle that you were like, let's focus on having it be a safe place where people are welcome and, you know, you can connect. And cause that is so important in business is connections yeah. and, you know, networking has its own like strategic vibe to it, but it, it's like connecting and building relationships and having people who can support you in areas where you're weak and knowing people that you can support in areas that they're weak and, you know, different things like that is so important in entrepreneurship and, you know, building an environment where everyone is welcome and everyone can connect with the people around them is like, 10 out of 10. That's, I love that. That makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also like leaning into the things that you are really passionate about and also the things that you're naturally gifted in. And I also just want to say this because I, I do feel like I have just started to actually accept or, um, be more confident in the things that I know that like God has created me to do in this world because I always felt like I wasn't good enough or that, oh, well, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of talented in that, but this person's more talented than me in this. And like, I never just truly accepted like, no, these are my strengths. These are my gifts and going forward with that. And so I think it's so important. And I know we'll probably dive into this later on in the episode, but like you have specific unique gifts that you've been given that are unique to you and you only. And so just being confident in that and growing in your confidence, and that might take you, you know, like I've been in entrepreneurship for like 10 years and I'm just starting to like, you know, be confident in that because it's taken me a long time because it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and Mm. think that everyone else has it figured out and everyone else is further along than you or, you know, is more skillful in whatever area that maybe you want to grow in, whatever that looks like. So I just want to mention that too, that that is definitely something that's been like one of my biggest struggles is always feeling like an imposter and always feeling like I wasn't 
good enough or that I needed to be better. And so that's something I just wanted to mention. I don't know, maybe someone needed to hear that. No, that's so good. Well, and that I think perfectly kind of segues into like the topic of collaborating with people, networking and creating partnerships, because I think it goes back to, we are afraid of, of having the door slammed in our face. We're afraid of getting told no. And we're afraid of looking like a fool and like trying hard and then being like, Oh wow. Everyone thinks I'm a try hard and like, I'm uh, annoying or whatever. And so I think like, what would you say to somebody that maybe hasn't started networking in their business or hasn't started that process of trying to collaborate or, or create partnerships to scale their business but they're sitting in that imposter syndrome and like they're afraid of of opening the door to get a potential no. I mean, or a potential yes. Like what would you say to that person? Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple things on that. I would say, first of all, realize that you are going to be rejected. Like that's just the reality of it. And I think the sooner you can accept that and the sooner you can realize that rejection... And I, I said this on another podcast. I, I need to figure out who said this, but I've heard this and it's stuck with me is that rejection is God's protection. And mm. I, I so believe that because you know, when you are rejected, that's not a rejection of you. That's just a rejection of the idea. Maybe, maybe you pitched this idea that you thought was really great or that you thought would be a really good fit. And maybe it wasn't, and that's okay. Like the amount of rejection that I faced, and I'm sure you two have faced as well in your journey of entrepreneurship. Like Mm -hmm. you talk to any entrepreneur and no one can say that they've, they haven't experienced rejection in some form. And so just realizing that not every opportunity is going to be a yes and not everything that you pitch and not every collaboration that you really want is going to happen. And that's okay because maybe it's not meant for you or maybe it's not meant for you right now. Maybe Mm. there's an area that you need to grow and that opportunity is going to be for you in a year from now or two years from now now or five years from now, but Mm -hmm. just knowing that it's okay to be rejected and that's normal. And yes, it stings and it hurts and it's not fun. But if you can just realize that like every rejection that you face is going to teach you something. And also it's going to give you the opportunity to be a part of something else that's probably more aligned or better Mm -hmm. for you. So if I think if you know that, then the rejection doesn't sting as much. So -hmm. that's the first thing. And then the second thing is when you want to collaborate with someone, or if you want to work with someone, then really figure out like what value do they want or do they need that you can provide? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people, you know, they're like, Oh, I really want to collaborate or I really want to work with this person. So then they're just, you know, sending these blanket emails saying, Hey, like, I, you know, whatever, like, let's say someone sends you guys an email like, Hey, I love your podcast. Let's collab. Right. Yeah. Well, immediately your guys's backs go up because you're like, well, what does this person want? Or like, how do they want to collaborate? Or like, what do they want from me? Cause it just kind of feels weird. Right. Because they haven't really given you a clear concept of how they want to collaborate or how they're going to bring value to your community. Cause ultimately in the entrepreneurship space, you know, we, we all want to continue to bring value to our own communities. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you want to collaborate with someone, or if you want to work with someone, what value do you have? And if you do not have a platform of any kind, or, you know, um, 
you're kind of just starting out, what value can you provide as far as like, maybe you're really good at graphic design, or maybe you're, you know, you have a lot of photographers or videographers in your space too. Like, what could you provide that maybe has nothing to do with social media or has nothing to do with having a platform, but you could provide that value for, for someone in exchange for something else that's equal value. And that's benefiting both parties, if that makes sense. So that's what I would say. That's so good. Well, and I like that you mentioned like focusing on how you can serve somebody else and like what they actually would need. Like I, yeah, I, I also love your example because I can't tell count can't count the amount of times that like I've got a pitch email or we as the heart or the heart podcast or the heart and hustle podcast have got a pitch email and it's just like, Hey, I want this from you or Hey, can I do yeah. this for Like, can I be on your show or, or whatever it is? And it's like, there's no information. There's no portfolio or examples past of what they're asking for or what they want. Or like, if it's a podcast pitch, like what other shows have you been on? What can you like talk about? Exactly. Also, if you're pitching something that like has been like we've talked about many times, it's like you okay, you nope, you did not do your research. So it's like I love that you mentioned just like positioning yourself in a way that's really service based and also being smart yes. about it. Because mm-hmm. I think I just it, it it gets annoying from the other end of just like okay, nope don't make me work for it. (laughs) And and it also makes you feel like that person actually doesn't care about you and doesn't care about your community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you need to really put yourself in that other person's shoes and think, okay, what is this person creating? What is this person trying to create and what value do they bring to their community? And maybe is there an opportunity for you to bring even more value to them as a business or to their community? And then what are you asking for on the other side of that? Right? So be clear and be concise, but also make sure you realize that, you know, the the person that you're wanting to collaborate with most likely are getting like, so many pitches in their inbox. So how can you stand out? How can you be different? How can you, you know, provide something that's different than what they're getting? And it's, it's so funny that you say that because it's so true. Like we get pitches all the time too, whether it be to be a part of our events or, um, to be a speaker or to, yeah, to be on our podcast. And you can just tell they've done zero research on you. They're not. And and then you go to over to Instagram. It's like, Oh yeah. Like I really love your community, love your podcast. And it's like, okay, but you're not following me on Instagram. You you don't, you, you clearly haven't listened to any of the episodes because you literally copy pasted a a title of an episode and just put it in there. (laughs) And so it's like, do, do the work. Like if you really want to work with someone, don't just send out an email. That's going to be the same as every other pitch, like do your research and really figure out how can I add value to this person's life? How can I add value? And again, that doesn't have to be through any kind of social media platform or, you know, you don't have to have a huge email list. Like what maybe like I've had people before, for example, who are virtual assistants offer to work for me for, you know, Hey, I'll give you two free hours of my time and no strings attached. And I'm like, what? Like, so then I work with them and sure enough, I end up working with them and I, and I start paying them because they're so awesome. And then I'm referring them to all the people in our community because they were so great. It's like, you know, how can you get on that person's radar and then give them something of value and then show up big and actually provide that value? We know that many of you listeners have Shopify stores and we have a great company to help you save even more money while shipping, Buku. 
Yes, from running EviSwim, I know just how complicated and time-consuming shipping can be. And today's sponsor helps take all of the headaches out of shipping. Buku Ship gives you the ability to dynamically rate shop, meaning that you are directly connected to multiple carriers and display the lowest shipping price in your cart. They empower stores to give an Amazon-style checkout experience, making your customers' shipping choices more about when the package will arrive and less focus on the price of shipping. Plus, Buku also helps Shopify stores expand shipping internationally without the headache. Like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. So to find out more, visit www.bukuship, that's B-U-K-U, ship.com forward slash heart and hustle to sign up for a free seven-day trial. And once again, that is www.bukuship.com forward slash heart and hustle for a free seven-day trial. And that link will be in the show notes as well. Hey friend, are you a hat girl like us? Well, if you've ever seen a photo of us, pretty much ever, we are almost always wearing a hat on because we love accessorizing any outfit and making it cuter with a good hat. Like literally add any hat to any outfit and it is a thousand times cuter and better. So if you've ever seen us wearing a hat, I can guarantee you it was 100% a Gigi Pip hat. In fact, the hats we're wearing in this podcast cover, yeah, they're Gigi Pip. Gigi Pip is inspired by women who wear many hats and their quality and style is literally insane. It's why we choose them over any hat company because their styles are so cute and their quality is next level. We love them to death. So if you want to grab a hat yourself, we have a little treat for you. You can shop Gigi Pip hats using the link in the show notes to receive free shipping with our code heart and hustle. That's all lowercase and with no spaces. If you're ready to see your confidence boosted and look cute as heck, grab a Gigi Pip hat today. Oh, okay. Danielle, this is making me realize, uh, or just like have a story. We, what was it? It was like, we hosted our first conference this last April and we had a girl, I think she DM'd, which normally I'd be like, send an email, but somehow she got through and God bless the fact that she did. She sent us a DM that was like, Hey, I am a conference social media. What's like coverage. I've done conference social media coverage in the past. And I don't know if you have somebody covering your event, but I would actually love to like help out or whatever. And I don't know, she said a few more things. I don't know what made me normally when I get stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, we have a team. It's fine. Like whatever. Somehow I like gave her our email to email and her pitch was so good. And like, she gave examples of, of like past stuff that she's done. And we said yes to her. And then literally she went freaking above and beyond like girlfriend did like she was doing live not even live. She would like post a reel with like a clip of a speaker while the speaker was like still on stage. I was, I was like, what the heck? But it it just goes to show that like, it's not always going to be like, there had been like a bunch of no's of just like random, like, you know, partnership requests or just collaboration requests before that. But she offered to do it for free. And now like she's on our radar, like forevermore. I also, yeah. I also hired her onto my swimsuit company. So she, I like, oh, that's conference, I was like, let me hire this girl. Like she's amazing. <laughs> we, she went above and beyond and we were literally sitting there like, how can we hire her in any yeah. aspect? Like, well, I, like so literally. Okay. Her pitch also was so specific. I think that was a big part. We got a lot of people reaching out to us about the conference. And I'm sure Speakers you get the same like, Yeah. Just being like, hey, I would love to like, do you need any... Uh, volunteers. I'd love to help out. Like, and it was very broad. Like, do you need a volunteer? She came in and was like, I will cover social media coverage for you. Here is experience. I've done this before. I've done XYZ. Would love to chat. Like, here's my offer. I will come, like, I will pay my own travel if you just give me a ticket to the conference and I can sit in. Like, it was very, like, 
listed. And I think, you know, we have many examples in our journeys and I'm sure you do Danielle too, of like those VAs for you and like Val for us and our photography editor that, uh, like if it's a good pitch and you like, you put the effort into a researching who they are and b explaining exactly the offer, what value you bring and what you're wanting from them. I think like you have to be very specific of exactly what you're asking them to do. Otherwise there's like this unknown fear of like, okay, if I say yes to this, I like, I don't know what this is going to be demanded of me. Um, yes. So I think that's huge. And every entrepreneur should be taking furious notes right now on everything Danielle is saying. (laughs) Um, but I have a question for you, Danielle, on like kind of almost backtracking. If somebody's listening to this and it's like, okay, I do have a goal of someday, you know, reaching out to collab with people. But right now I'm still kind of trying to get like my business in a place where I have something to offer or, you know, even recognizing what I do have to offer right now, like different things like that. What would you say to the person who's listening to this, maybe a little newer to business, what should they be working on right now before reaching out and trying to collab with someone? That's such a great question. Okay. So I would say definitely figure out like who would be, and you might not even know, like maybe you are super new and you're still kind of trying to figure it out, but who are you drawn to and who would you love to work with one day? Who would you love to collaborate with one day? And you might just start a list of like 10 people, 20 people, hundred people. And what I would do is I would go and I would go on social media, go on Instagram and create like a collection. You know, you can create like collections in Instagram on the back end and you can save. And so what I would do is I would go and I would make sure you're following all those people, right? And start to engage with them and start to build a relationship. Because another thing that I think is so important too, if you really want to work with someone building a relationship first, even if it's just through social media and, you know, getting on their radar, it's going to be so much easier to pitch them in the future because they're going to be like, Oh, like if say, for example, like, you know, I really wanted to work with, you know, I don't know, some, but let's just say photographer, cause you have a lot of photographers in your community. So I would go and I would follow them and I would connect with them and I would, you know, research them, get to know them. And then when I, let's say I wanted to pitch them for an event, right? So if I go and pitch them and they've already seen my name pop up, you know, in their comment section, maybe I've responded to some of their stories that they've shared, then that's going, that pitch is going to come across so much more authentic and they're going to be so much more likely to actually hear me out and hear what I have to say instead of someone that's just coming in with just a completely cold pitch, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So yeah, I would say start building those relationships with people that you think that you might want to collaborate with one day and then, you know, put it on your vision board of, okay, you know, once I have this idea of what I want to do, then these are the people that I'm going to reach out to. And this is like, like you both were saying about being like very specific with what you have to offer. And then also what you're asking for as well, because Mm -hmm. also like there needs to be that like, Hey, this is what I can provide and have that very specific, but also like make sure if you do have that expectation of what you're going to get in return, make sure you share that because Uh a 
a lot of times if it sounds, sometimes if it sounds too good to be true for people, they're also either going to say no, or they're not going to respond because they're like, there has to be some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like something. And so just, yeah, be specific and, and just know, and you know, there's different types of collaborations and obviously partnership. I think collaborations and partnerships are very different when it comes to partnerships. If it's something, for example, if you're going to host an event with someone and then all of a sudden there's, you know, um, money involved and there's all of these different aspects, then you want to have things in writing. So that's kind of like going into actually you know, more detail on like how to structure collaborations and all of that. But if you're just kind of wanting to do a one-off collaboration, whether it be through social media or on a podcast, or maybe you have a YouTube channel, whatever that looks like, then yeah, reaching out, being super clear and having your expectations there and um, sharing what you have to, to offer. Ah, oh, I love that. Well, and this, this, my example, I keep thinking of examples in my life based <laughs> on everything that you're saying. I love it. Uh, this isn't technically a partnership, but I will say I, uh, I have a wedding in October that I need a second shooter for. And so I posted in, we have a f- photography course. And so our Facebook group, I posted in there cause I was like, Hey, I want to give an opportunity to my course students to second shoot with me. Um, and I got a couple emails and the girl that I ended up picking, uh, I, I picked her because she's very engaged. Not only has she bought our course, she's came, came to a past workshop of ours. She just came to our conference. Like she's, she's put in like, not even just like the effort into like engaging with us, but she's actually like, she's more than like paid like a lot <laughs> like to interact <laughs> and just like attend and support us. And so I'm like, well, not only is her work incredible, but like, I want to give her that opportunity because she already has proven that like, she's like, we'll show up and like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it yes. just, it's a really cool, I think when like you interact and then you also like sign up and like put down like yeah. money for mm-hmm. some of their offers to actually like, before you just like go to a stranger. I mean, it's everything that you've been saying, like go to a stranger and just be like, Hey, can I get this from you? Can I like do this? And it's like, no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, really figuring out who the the other thing that I I don't think I mentioned at the beginning is really making sure that the person that you're going to work with or collaborate with that you not only share audiences. So for example, like you want to make sure the person that you're working with, they have your ideal clients as well. And also that you guys share values too, because Uh I think, you know, often when we get into the entrepreneurial space, we just want to please everyone and we want to serve everyone. And we just, we're like, I just need exposure. I just need, you know, everyone to know who I am. And that's how I'm going to grow my business. But if you can think about it more niche in, okay, who are the type of people that I want to align myself with? And who are the type of people I want to work with? And, you know, you might, get an opportunity, for example, to collaborate with someone who has, you know, who knows, millions of followers. But if you're not aligned, like if you don't share values and you also, they don't have your ideal clients in their network, then that collaboration probably won't be very successful. Mm -hmm. But if you connect or collaborate with people who you share values, you have a very similar mindset when it comes to business, and then you have very aligned audiences, like that's when collaborations are so impactful because you can't pretend to be, I mean, you can, you can pretend to be someone else, but like, it's like, you're going to get found out, right? Like eventually people it are going to works. Like, no. Right. 
So yeah, I would just say don't get caught up in numbers or, you know, trying to collaborate with people that like, I know a lot of product-based businesses, for example, and they all want to work with these massive influencers. It's like, Hey, start with these micro influencers who have super engaged audiences who, you know, have relationships with their communities. And this person's actually going to be more aligned and have your ideal clients in their network rather than just going after, you know, someone who has millions of followers. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of like a specific example um, that happens a lot in my community. I'm just trying to encourage people to not just look at numbers. That's so, so, so good. Oh, okay. I have, I, it's not really a pivot, but like a slight direction shift. So we just talked primarily to beginner to more like intermediate, I guess beginner to collab business owners, like those who haven't really gotten into the collaboration space or partnership space quite yet, but they're, they're eyeing it. Can we now talk or could you now talk to the more like advanced business owners, maybe like somebody who has been in business for four or five plus years, but has almost like reached a ceiling or a cap where they're feeling really stuck in business. It's like, okay, what got me to this current level is not getting me further. Like I've hit a brick wall and I don't know how to go past that. For that listener, do you recommend like incorporating like the strategy of partnering with other business owners and collaborations stuff to continue to grow their business. And if you do, can you give us some like examples or advice or tips or anything like that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I think collaborations are always a good idea, no matter what stage of business you're at. And let me just say, I know there's a lot of talk out there and and I do agree to it, agree with it to a certain extent, but there's a lot of like, you know, um, exposure can't pay your bills and like, don't ever say yes to like free opportunities. And I understand where that's coming from. Cause I know a lot of people can get taken advantage of in that, in that sense. But if you have proper boundaries in place and you really know like what you're getting out of the exchange and what that other person is, and it's a mutually beneficial partnership, like I do a lot of stuff for free. I'm sure you, you two do as well, like potentially different speaking opportunities or whatever that might be. And yeah, awesome if it's paid. But at the same time, like if you are going to be able to connect with another entrepreneur and someone who has a really aligned audience, like I said, and connect with them. So there's so many different ways to do this. And I know, I mean, your audience probably knows all about this because you guys are like social media gurus, but like even, you know, for Instagram, for example, like you can do collaboration reels with other people. And like, how cool is that, that you can share audiences and cross promote one another. So you can do that through social media. You can do that through email list swaps. I love this. Like for example, um, either you become affiliates for each other's products or services, and you promote their products or services in your email list, your community, and then they do the same for theirs there. You can do that with, with, um, you know, podcasts, YouTube channels, like honestly, the, the opportunities are endless as far as the type of collaborations that you can do. And then, you know, when we kind of go into partnerships, I would say, I think of partnerships as more kind of project-based collaborations. So this would be something like an event. So if you're hosting an event with someone and you're collaborating that way, that would be kind of like more of a, uh, 
partnership, or maybe you're doing like this big photo shoot and you're having a whole bunch of different people involved in that. Um, maybe you're creating a product together. There's like product development. Um, maybe you're going to host something and, you know, donations are going to go to charity. Maybe you're doing a charity event with people, um, all of that. So there's so many different ways to connect with other people. What I will say is have boundaries in place for that. So as Mm -hmm. you grow your business, as you scale, right, your capacity is less because you're spending more time managing the business side of things when you're new your whole purpose is like getting more clients and like getting to the point where you're busy enough to be making consistent income. And then when you get to that place where you're like, okay, I am making consistent income. My business is scaling, but now I just feel kind of like you said, like you feel like you've hit a ceiling. That's where I would say like, designate a certain amount of time, whether it be per month or per week, or even maybe every quarter where you're going to dedicate some time to do those collaborations and figure out like, what do you love to do? And then have that be your collaboration. So if you love social media and you love making reels, awesome. That's probably an area that you would that would be great for you to collaborate in that space in social media. If you love um, sharing and speaking, then maybe speaking opportunities is a, you know an area that you want to look into. If you love building community, then maybe events is is an area you want to go into. So I would really say, have it be something that lights you up, that gets you excited, and something that you're naturally either doing anyways or want to do. Does um. that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. I also love that you... One of my next questions that I was thinking of was like, can you give us some examples? Nope, girl already covered that. Okay, great. (laughs) I was like, girl with my beer. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is all so good. You are just... I love everything that you have given our audience. Like I'm just sitting here like, yes, yes, I'm marinating. Okay, great. Perfect. I'm also getting amazing like ideas for Evie Swim of just reminding... Because, you know, I know this from so many different perspectives, but going into a product-based business as like a service-based and digital entrepreneur, it's like a refresh reminder. And I'm like, oh yes, yes. When I reach out to that brand, I need to make sure. I'm like, <laughs> it's so good. I'm, I'm taking notes myself. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Well, Danielle, we ask this question to nearly every guest as we kind of end each episode. But the question is, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in business? Oh, I love this question. So good. I would say that... Something that I've learned is that success looks different to everyone. And the importance of, I mentioned at the beginning, but the importance of not comparing not only your business or yourself to anyone else, but also your journey, because your journey is beautiful and it's amazing. And there's going to be challenges and roadblocks and really hard moments. And, you know, we didn't get to get into this too much today, but like I've had some really, really, really tough moments of the business. And what I've had to realize is, you know, my journey is my journey for a reason. And there's, there's a purpose behind each challenge that I face. Um, and also success for me is going to look different than success for someone else. So looking at what someone else has created and trying to replicate that is there's no point in doing that because I have my own strengths, my own abilities, my own 
things that I'm supposed to do in this world. And so do you. And so Mm -hmm. focus on those things, focus on the things that you were put on this earth to do. And that's how you're going to find the most success in, in, in life and in business. I think Mm, that's Mm -hmm. so good. And that's where you'll actually feel fulfilled too, is, is recognizing, you know, leaning into fulfillment is success, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a number, it's not a number of followers. It's not a number of income. If you're not fulfilled and you're not happy and you're not excited to wake up every morning to do your business, then like, what it is, what is it all for? Right. So, amen. Okay. But Evie, before you ask the last question, I have a, a question that I literally, I really want to start asking guests and I have not ran this by Evie at all. So I'm just going to pop it up. <laughs> I know she'll be hundred percent on board with that. Could I ask you what is like the most best book that you've re- recently reading that you're obsessed with? Ooh, oh my goodness. That's, that's a okay, really good question. I can actually share one that's like not a business book, which is really... No, we're down for that. Can I, share, can I actually share two? Yes. yes. So, okay. So one of them, and it's, to be honest, this is not recent. Um, I've, I have to get better at reading books now that I have a daughter because I've gotten away from it. But two books that I really, really love. One is Dream Big by Bob Goff because oh, yes. yes. he's just like my favorite person. He's just yes. amazing. Um, and so I love that book. And then also... I don't know if you guys have heard of this book, but Rhythms of Renewal by Rebecca Lyons. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. It's so good. It's not a business book, but it's just like... Oh, I I actually don't really know how to explain it. But um, basically, it's just like slowing down and just figuring out like what you're passionate about, what lights you up and incorporating rest and incorporating play into like your everyday. And it's, it's, it's amazing. So if you're looking to like, cause I love business books and I could probably name a bunch that I love, but those are two that I just have really inspired not only like business life, but also personal life. Oh, I love so that. Good. I love it. <laughs> adding, adding, uh, rhythms of renewal to my list. Cause I've heard of it, yeah, but I haven't same. read it yet. So <laughs> It's really good. (laughs) So good. Okay. Danielle, you have been absolutely amazing. We have loved... I feel like I could talk to you for like four hours, but... Legit. (laughs) Um, Where... For anyone else in the audience who is also feeling that, who's like, I need to know this girl. I need to be a part of her community. I need to reach out and collab with her. I'm just kidding. But seriously, (laughs) anyone who's feeling... (laughs) I love it. Where can people connect with you and, and find you and all that? Yeah. Okay. So I have a podcast called Business Babes Collective. So you can find me there. And also businessbabescollective.com is where you can find all our stuff. And if you want, I have a free masterclass that you can get completely for free. And you can find that at our website and then slash masterclass. And then on Instagram, I am Danny with an I living life. It's my personal Instagram. And then our business Instagram is just businessbabesco. Oh, awesome. I love it. Well, everyone listening, go check her out. Go listen to her podcast. We love her. Thank you, Danny or Danielle. How do you go? But now I'm like in my head. Is that your turn? Okay, okay, okay. Now I'm second guessing myself. I'm so second guessing myself. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on the show. We are honored to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are amazing. I love your podcast and I love you guys. So thanks. <laughs> 